clear that this was a troubled programme, Ajax. It was started in March 2010. Uh, that was when it was chosen and selected. I inherited a troubled programme. I was determined I'm going to put this right. Uh, myself and my de de procurement ministers have been literally looking at it every week. I get a weekly report. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Super Negotiate. It has been quite a while since we last interacted. Now, I have been busy putting together a new series for us. And this time I will be covering case studies, case studies from the biggest procurement mismanagement and fiascos from the best and biggest organizations in the world. For the first one, I have for you the fiasco done by the Defense Procurement Department of UK. The program name Ajax. The budget size is 6.5 billion pound. And the reason I picked up this as the first case study is this is procurement 101 in what you should not do and how you should not handle a procurement contract of this big size. What could have gone wrong has almost gone wrong in this horribly managed program. We have cases of design complications. We have cases of poorest schedule management, supplier performance management, the communication gaps, the cost overruns and poor contract negotiation skills. And to top that off, the budget overruns without any estimate and poor SLA management. And we are just barely scratching the surface. So let's get started. Now in 2010, when the business case was presented for Ajax, Ajax was proposed as the fully digitized armored vehicle for the aging fleet of the UK Army. Now the UK Army had been using the fleet since 1970s and it was recommended to digitize the whole fleet and hence Ajax contract or the business case was approved as I mentioned in 2010. The another objective of this whole program was to rationalize a fleet variance, I guess from about 35 to about 15 by the year 2030. Now remember, the NATO commitments were being pledged as part because UK had to fulfill his NATO commitments and one of the aspects was the successful delivery of this Ajax program. Now, you would see a timeline in front of you, but before we go there, there are responsible parties in this whole transaction, so let's get right into it. Now, the players in this party, as I mentioned, and I'm translating that into the procurement word of ours, the budget sponsor is the UK Army, the procurement department is the Defense Equipment and Support, which they also call as DENS. The technology department is Defense Science and Technology Laboratory, which is DSTL. And the supplier here is GDLS UK and their subcontractors. There are different parts of the scope. So the scope was about the design, the manufacturer and the initial in-service support of 589 vehicles. And I will talk about this number of vehicles procured as well and the program will deliver six different type of vehicles which will perform the different roles. You can see it on your screen now. The six different types are about 
285 Ajax, 93 Ares, 50 Apollo, 112 Athena, 51 Argus and 38 vehicles of Atlas. This were the six variants which were planned for 2025. Now let's look into the budget. The overall budget of only the manufacturing phase. Now remember there are different phases in this program. The design, the testing, the manufacturing and the support. The budget for the manufacturing phase was 6.354 billion pound out of which I guess 5 billion, 5.2 billion pound was for GDLS UK and the 802 which you see here is for the payments to the subcontractors of GDLS UK. So fairly, fairly biggest purchase. In fact, this was the largest purchase UK defense procurement had done under a single order for the last 20 years. So very, very significant amount of purchase. Now let this brings me to the section of why are we talking about this? And then why I made claims of the poor supplier management, procurement mismanagement and fiasco claims in the intro part of my video. To demonstrate how poorly and how the issues evolved, I will share the timeline with you on this one. The business case was approved in 2010 and in July 2010, the department and when I say department, I mean the procurement department, DENS, as I mentioned before, they awarded this tender to GDLS UK only for the demonstration phase and training system. Remember we talked about different phases. So the demonstration phase contract was awarded back in 2010. During the 2012, mid 2012, the supplier GDLS UK started reporting slippages in the milestones. The first milestone was preliminary design review milestone. They said we need additional six months uh, before December 2012 deadline. Then another milestone, which was, I guess, uh, was the first anchor milestone was missed and they proposed from November 12 to July 13. And then GDLS failed the initial test that resulted into another delay and the delays of the further milestones that were planned. In 2013, due to the delays, the GDLS UK presented a new schedule and they said it's largely because the problems of the technical specifications of the cannon and the integration with the turret. So here's my what were you thinking moment. When the initial design phase was delayed, as a procurement person I would have jumped to understand the delays. When the technical specifications issues were cited as the reason of the delay, I would have jumped as a procurement professional to pause the manufacturing phase till the technical specifications were signed off, locked and then only I will start the manufacturing phase. But this is not what happened and this is what blows my mind and what I call as what were you thinking moment. So in September 2014, six months before the actual negotiation which was supposed to happen for the manufacturing phase, the procurement department decides to award the contract to GDLS UK while the issues of delay and the technical specifications were going on unsettled. Why would you do that? Why would you not 
fix your technical specifications before you decide to award the contract. The argument, which is absurd to me, that was provided by UK government, or sorry, UK procurement department was because they are under pressure to deliver, we can exert extra commercial leverage so that they commit to provide us support and resources. That was the argument that was provided. And one of the biggest compromise that they did, and I don't know how it came through, is somebody allowed the overlap of demonstration and manufacturing phases. Now, imagine this in, in normal circumstances. If I am trying to understand a product and I say I have three or four or five technical issues, why would you start the manufacturing of that? Unless and until I'm not fully satisfied, the technical specifications are locked in. But this is not what happened in this case. The procurement department agreed with GDLS UK, go ahead and start manufacturing while the demonstration are still going on. And you would see this clause became the biggest bottleneck and maybe the root cause of all the issues that we are going to discuss. And it's not a significant, it's not a small overlap that was agreed. In fact, it was 40 month overlap because they accommodated delay. The delivery or what we are calling as the expected in-service start date was pushed back by three years. So from 2017 to 2020. Now, as a supplier, I would love that because A, the Department of Procurement could have initiated the penalty clauses, could have threatened the termination of contract clauses. No. End result came out as GDLS UK got more business. They got rid of all the liabilities because of the delay. They got three year extension and they also could manufacture the Ajax vehicle while the testing or the demonstration was still going on. For me, this, this is a colossal movement which shows how immaturely the procurement negotiations were handled and we will explore this point while we go forward. And here is an interesting moment, which is again a colossal failure moment in UK Defence Procurement Department. In 2015, GDLS UK, as you can see on the screen, became generous and they submitted an unsolicited proposal to extend their service support contract by eight years. Eight years contract extension, unsolicited offer by the supplier who's running terribly behind the only project that they were awarded. And guess what? The UK procurement department awarded them this in July 2015. This is with the supplier, mind you, who's already running behind three years for the first part of the deliveries that they promised. Okay, now what happens after this? The program started experiencing further delays. Most of the milestones that GDLS UK promised were missed. And it started immediately after this 2015 unsolicited proposal was accepted 
Now that got a tells me that it was planned. GDLS knew that they won't be able to meet the over optimistic scheduling that was agreed by UK purchase department. So they started experiencing significant delays. GDLS UK and the Department of Defense Procurement started having arguments over the commercial arrangement, the lack of progress in resolving design issues, etc, etc, etc. When it becomes 2017 and for me the pivotal moment arrived, the Department of UK Purchase, Defense Procurement, my apologies, decided to do a contract renegotiation or what they have called here as contract reset. The objective was to address the program slippages caused by difficulties of the vehicle design requirement and address of the delays and settle all the disputes. Now, you would expect some productive output as a way forward of this contract reset I was also, while I was reading the case study, expecting that the UK defense procurement would come out on the top. But when you look at the outcome, you would again see GDLS UK empowering on the commercial negotiations. They rolled over UK defense procurement and the contract terms and conditions that were eventually agreed and the delays that were eventually accepted were all in favor of GDLS UK. Let me give you a couple of examples. The first formal issue that was reported was back in 2019 and it became quite quite serious in July 2020 when it was formally reported the injuries that were happening to the soldiers due to the noise and the vibrations. Now you would expect procurement department penalize the suppliers, find out the clauses in the SLAs that violates the terms and conditions or the technical spec. But no, the DENS, the UK Defense Procurement Department, instead of penalizing the supplier, they just issued a safety notice to reduce the time the crew can spend in the vehicle and that gonna tells me what exactly is going on how this program was managed from the day one how can you compromise on the vehicle specification by reducing the amount of time you can spend and not penalizing the supplier because of the design and the vibration issues this also tells me that the procurement department was inactive in terms of taking feedback or having any quarterly or a six monthly review with the user team. So in November 2020, the fiasco became out of the hands and it was being reported by the parliament by the defense minister as far as the progress was concerned. And only then there was a ban that was put in place involving all the Ajax vehicle by the UK Army and the testing in the trials were recommended only in their strict conditions in 2020 when Army escalated concerns and only then the DENS, the procurement department, the defense procurement department issued a safety notice to stop all Ajax vehicle. Let's talk about the lessons learned. 
and what we should avoid because i see a lot of parallels that can happen in our multi billion dollar projects and the complex projects the first is the uk army and the defense procurement department made a colossal mistake of relying upon a single program and a single supplier even today the uk army continues to roll out the programs which are dependent upon the delivery of ajax vehicle by gdls uk so even if they want to terminate a contract they cannot because not only they will lose this particular delivery program but it affects all the future roadmaps that they are planning based upon this vehicle this tells me the disconnect between what is happening on the ground versus what is in their budget proposals plans and hopefully not powerpoint proposals and the second lesson in this whole exercise is how not to do procurement i'll not mince my words when i say the uk defense procurement department did a very very shoddy job they didn't do supplier performance management the whole idea of contracting or overlapping the manufacturing phase with the design phase was cooked out of thin air without checking any ground reality at all yes the design scopes changes were made by uk technical department but these are common practices that happens all over the world during a multi year program scope changes were handled really really poorly in the procurement part of the process none of the party in the whole transaction really understood the complexity of this project neither the uk technology team of the army nor the supplier and let's not even talk about the uk defense procurement team they underestimated the complexity hence the scheduling that was proposed was meant to for pleasing people higher ups rather than having any practical reality so they over optimized they went over optimistic on the delivery schedules so what happened towards the end is the whole focus of the program came on to just meeting the deadline which was never met rather than solving the real issues so while i was reading the report i could see all the important issues all the key issues were parked to be discussed towards the end rather than resolving them in the first place so only thing that came out of the meetings were theoretical date changes that had no practicality at all and this is rather a common finding that i have seen in any project management that happens so start solving the issues and not run toward just the dates the third aspect which i want to talk about is how shoddy job uk defense procurement did and i'm surprised that there have been no major reorganization or effects because of how badly this procurement was carried out let's talk about the great contract reset discussion that happened not only a 3 year delay was accepted by the uk defense procurement department i don't think they were even prepared to carry that negotiation at all look at some of the points that came as a result of that meeting as i mentioned 3 year delay was accepted and the reason of the delay that came out was 
GDLS UK did not really understand some of the component specification and how they will be integrated into Ajax vehicle. Some of the specifications were immature. So it kind of tells me how the whole tendering process was conducted. It kind of speaks into the limitation of having only desktop based RFP document reviews, which in my view is a very lazy and incapable attempt of conducting a complex procurement in today's world. Don't even get me started by the lackluster governance processes and the project planning. There was no SLA management done by the UK Defence Procurement Department. They were not even getting any performance feedback reviews. There was no governance arrangement that were established. And let's not even talk about the project controls they have had because of the delays, the SLAs, the penalty clauses, nothing. The original time frame that was put in a place to renegotiate this contract reset was two months. But no, the Defense Procurement Department took 15 months just to do the contract renegotiation. 15 months. And because of this renegotiation, the whole work, whether it was the demonstration phase or the renegotiation phase or the manufacturing phase, was put on hold. And you know what the outcome of the contract reset was? They introduced a more complex delivery schedule. They introduced more variants. That would mean every six months, hypothetically, a new batch of Ajax vehicle will be delivered, which had to be tested. And the second batch will be significantly different from the first batch because this will have more features loaded. And then they would retrofit those features on the first batches that have been delivered, making the whole program management a nightmare. And all of the previous deliveries, because they were required to be retrofitted, their safety documentation would have to be revised and their technical specification documents would have to be updated. And this was the solution that was delivered as part of the whole great contract reset in 2017. 15 months. I don't think so anyone had any oversight in this whole program till this became a national talking point and the Minister of Defence Procurement had to report the progress to the UK Parliament on a regular basis. This program has all the lessons that procurement should be worried about in corporate world. Poor supplier performance management, like I mentioned before poor negotiation processes, sleeping or nodding the procurement department, complex specifications. The whole Ajax program was meant to rationalize the defense procurement from the fleet of 35 to 15, but they ended up introducing more variants. GDLS UK was incapable to understand the technical specification in the first place. Acceptance of the unsolicited offers hence the poor governance framework. These are the things that you should not be doing in procurement. I hope you enjoyed this case study. I will share my document notes with you everything. But let's not repeat what UK Defense Procurement Department did with the Ajax program. My name is Gaurav and thank you for watching this first case study. 
I run Super Negotiate to share my learnings with all of you. Drop me a DM or an email or subscribe if you enjoy my content. I will see you in the next one. Till then, thank you very much. Thank you.